Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, oh. 
We should play exciting Israeli music this morning. It's a day to celebrate. Yeah, it's a day to celebrate, all right. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I Especially recently with the um, with um, Balfour Day and then Haftet in November, I've been asking everybody out there, especially from my generation and older, to impart on the uh, younger generations the importance of certain dates in Jewish history. I think today my theme is going to be for all the parents, teachers, rabbis, community leaders out there, I think my message this morning is going to be, let us remind everyone in the Jewish world that we are now, that we are now living through significant times in modern Jewish history. Not 100 years ago with Balfour and not 70 years ago with Partition, but now, today, on December the 6th of 2017, with cautious but with great optimism, I say that it really looks like the President of the United States is going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel today. The rumor is it's going to happen around 12 noon Eastern time. That is the rumor. Uh, I don't think that is uh, that, that time has been published officially yet. Um, and um, again, we have to pray that the... Um, that if there are any conditions or are any uh, additional addendums to this declaration, we have to pray that they are uh, reasonable and and um, and and conditions that help the state of Israel, of course. Uh, but today, as of now, looks like a day of celebration, and uh, I know that we have uh, read and heard from people in Israel that it really has already turned into a day of celebration. There are people who are waiting with anxious anticipation for this announcement. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because someone uh, someone mentioned to me earlier today that um, <laughs> that they're that they're glad that they're glad this announcement is coming after sunset in Israel. So that on th- on Thursday they cannot say Tachron instead of Wednesday not saying Tachron, which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway. Um, so this is the uh, this is the story. And, and by the way, if you want to know just how, again, cautiously saying this, just how how historic this could be for Jerusalem and for Israel, read today's New York Times. Read how apoplectic the New York Times is about this potential announcement by President Trump today. Um, all those who we as a pro-Israel community uh, enjoy are reacting with tremendous glee, and those who we do not respect in this arena are reacting that essentially the world is now uh, ready to come to an end. You know, we've always discussed the end of days and the end of the world. Now it's, now, now it's real, at least according to them. So we are calling this a day of celebration, maybe a day of cautious celebration. Sometime, 
midday Eastern time. We are expecting the President of the United States to recognize Israel's capital as Jerusalem, to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Um, and and uh, we are hoping, we are hoping that in fact it happens, and if it does, then this this day, which already seems to have a celebratory element to it because of the potential of this announcement, uh, this day will turn in Baruch Hashem, let's hope, into a real day of celebration. And um, all the uh, aftermath of, uh, of the announcement, uh, you know, we will watch, of course, and discuss, but, um, but we, at least those that I generally uh, trust in this area, uh, we would prefer to have it this way, where the President of the United States makes good on a campaign promise, and uh, maybe the embassy won't be moved today, but certainly Jerusalem being declared the capital of Israel by the United States and by the most powerful person in the world is certainly a reason to celebrate. J.M. the A.M., welcome to a Wednesday on this December 6th. It is the 18th day in the month of Kislev, the year 5778. By the way, <coughs> I've already put in a request to get a certain person on the air this morning, someone who I know for a fact uh, has been contacted um, by the, well, I should be careful how I say this in case this person does end up coming on the air, um, but, but somebody who's really in the know uh, in terms of what's going to happen midday today in Washington. We'll see if that materializes. If it does, it'll likely be in the 8 o'clock hour. And um, again, I know that um, there are many out there concerned and expressing that this should be a day of cautious celebration. I think we have to emphasize the celebration part. And uh, and again, um, nonetheless, leave the word cautious in there. All right, so you heard Kaveret, uh, Pugi with Yoya. You heard uh, Rachem done by RJ2. Mordechai Shapiro's Hashem Melech. David Melech Israel done by Diaspora. Ruvi New, he was with us yesterday with six days off the album, brand new album, Storm the World. And Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Wednesday, 50 degrees, morning clouds, afternoon sun here in New York with a high of 49. Cloudy at 38 tonight, mostly sunny for tomorrow. Right now, Yerushalayim at 51 degrees, and we are at 50. Here in New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. By the way, before the end of this hour, I must pay tribute to five TABC students, four from Bergenfield and one from Teaneck, New Jersey. Why would I, on a typical Wednesday morning, be paying tribute to TABC students and dedicating this morning's show to them? I'll explain coming up at JM in the AM. Oh, 
Rokadim Halila. There may be, a, may be a lot of Rokadim, a lot of dancing Halila tonight in Jerusalem and other parts of Israel and the world among, among Israel's supporters. Uh, one o'clock, according to ABC News, one o'clock this afternoon Eastern time is when President Trump is uh, scheduled to uh, make an announcement or speak, and in that speech, make an announcement recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. We don't have to go back 70 years. We don't have to go back 100 years. Uh, we could tell our children uh, today that they are living through an important day in modern Jewish history, modern Israel history. Let us hope with our cautious optimism that, in fact, it will be a big day of celebration today as this uh, news uh, continues to uh, come out about the president's intentions today. Uh, let's hope that the 6th of December 2017 proves to be a historic great day for the city of Jerusalem, for the state of Israel, and for the Jewish people. J.M. in the A.M., Rokdim Halayla from Amram Adar. Ari Goldwag had Ma'amin Benissim. You heard Ohad in there with Lamelech. I've asked Mark Zamek, my uh, wonderful colleague and friend and uh, important member of the Nahum Siegel Network staff uh, to join me live via telephone. Mark, good morning. Are you there? Good morning, Nahum. How are you? Did you receive from uh, one of our colleagues on the Nahum Siegel Network a video uh, yesterday afternoon? I received a video. I looked at the still picture. I didn't watch the video. Right. I didn't quite understand what it was there for. All right, so let me explain what's going on. In that video, which was taken in a um, in an establishment called Sammy's in Teaneck, New Jersey, you will see me, a couple of special guests, and five TABC students. Now, can I assume you are still one of the presidents of TABC? Indeed, I am. Now, after this episode yesterday, I told these five students I am dedicating this morning's show to them. How do you like that? And in the video, I uh, I specifically addressed Rabbi Yablok, who's the principal over at um, Head of School. Is that the right title? Is that the right title? Head of, his title is Head of School. Head of School at TABC. I, I addressed him directly in that video, uh, letting him know that we had this encounter with uh, the ones that we're calling the TABC Five, the Mincha Heroes the TABC5. Let me tell you quickly what happened. We were meeting yesterday in Teaneck, New Jersey, and sunset was approaching. And we were, we were with the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, Mr. Simon Jacob, who you may recall lost his mother back in the month of ER and uh, therefore needed a, a, a uh, an immediate minion for Mincha in order to say Kaddish um, uh, in memory of his mother. So what I did when we had about four or five people uh, you know, qualified to daven with a minion inside Sammy's, including Yassin Niazov, and I thank him very much, who's the owner of Sammy's. Uh, so what we did was, or what I did was, I ran out onto <laughs> Queen Anne Road and saw and saw three, uh, three, three what looked like students from TABC. And in fact, I asked them, do you go to TABC? Can you help us? Someone needs an immediate minion for Mincha. And they went ahead, found two more friends, and the five of them joined us, and we were able to take care of that. Therefore... I not only am dedicating. I, not only did I say I'm dedicating this morning's show to them. I actually named them the TABC Five, the Mincha Heroes. How do you like that? Um, uh, quite frankly, I'm looking at it from the other side of the story. Is how come they didn't dive a Mincha with the rest of the class of TABC? They did. They came in to to make sure we had a minion. They all had davened already. Good. Okay. Good. I was I was worried you were going to out them on. Uh on national radio, <laughs> that they miss Mincha. No, they didn't miss Mincha at all. In fact, that became an issue when we were, when we wanted to make sure to have uh, you know six people who had not yet David. So that became a little bit of an issue. But thank God we uh, we we worked our way through that. Now, if you don't mind, Mr. Mark Zamek, co-president of the TABC 
uh, school, the Torah Academy of Bergen County. I'd like to cite these five students publicly, assuming I could read a, a ninth, I think it was a ninth grader, maybe it was a tenth grader, maybe even older, uh, a high schooler's handwriting, assuming I could do that. I'd like to cite them now with your permission. Please. The TABC heroes, the uh, the uh, the Mincha heroes, the TABC five are Ezra Kopstick of Bergenfield, New Jersey, Yaakov Sachs of Bergenfield, New Jersey, Kobe Mandel of Bergenfield, New Jersey, Azriel Kirschenbaum of Bergenfield, New Jersey, and Elon Goldstein of Teaneck, New Jersey. There they are. We salute the uh, the Mincha heroes, the uh, TABC five this morning. Um, and by the way, some of those family names are very big, uh, shame in the AM Nachum Single Network listeners. Trust me. Trust me. I did very well at Jewish Geography yesterday with this group. Let me, let me tell you. I send regards to their parents and grandparents. <laughs> so, yes, it was a great day. We met some great kids. They did a wonderful thing. An immediate yes to respond to this Mincha emergency. And I had to share that with you and with Rabbi Yablak. Oh, and by the way, Mark. I, I said that uh, I'd like to purchase them a pizza lunch as a reward for their uh, for their activities. So uh, I'll ask you to help me uh, follow up with that if you don't mind. Not a problem. I'll be more than happy to take care of it. Well, there you go. You should be very proud. I am indeed. I was I was there last night. I'm there tonight again. So uh, it's a a very worthwhile cause for. Uh, you know, for our community, it's a great community school. We're very proud of it. And how great that they were able to do that favor for Simon, who you know is always out there for everybody else. So, Baruch look, and I'm and I'm and I'm not surprised. Somebody actually coined the term at our last open house that TABC is a mensch factory. Yep. Well, we so, know which. Uh, and as an alumni parent, you know well. I have three graduates in my house in my home. I can uh, attest to that. That's for sure. All right. So there you have it. That's the act. Now you know. Why there was a maniacal six-and-a-half-foot man running across Queen Anne Road yesterday, Mr. Zomik. Got it. Now I understand. <laughs> yeah, if you get a video of that, let me know. <laughs> right. I, there, there, there was some discussion at the police or whatever, but I, I wasn't exactly sure what they were talking about. There he is, a proud president at TABC. Thank you, Mark, and best regards to everybody at TABC. My pleasure. Have a great day. And watch that video. You'll enjoy it. More coming up. It's Wednesday on this day of celebration. That's right. The New York Times is so is so angry about what President Trump is scheduled to do today that it must be an amazing day of celebration. And by the way, I have just uh, come across news reports from CNN and from ABC News. They also seem to be pretty upset in the way they're presenting this story. So you know it must be a great day for Israel. More coming up at JM in the AM. I'm 
in the AM, Bowie V'Shalom is um, Bowie V'Shalom is uh, is from Amram Adar. Closing out the uh, seven o'clock, uh, the six o'clock hour here at JM the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel network and of course on the beloved NSN app. I um I want to I see Miriam Al Wallach, our very own Miriam Al Wallach, has um, posted the Wall Street Journal front page from today. I, I mentioned some of the other media sources that are freaking out in a negative way about today's potential announcement by President Trump. Wall Street Journal in U.S. shift, Trump poised to declare Jerusalem Israel's capital, and they have an amazing photo of someone. Blowing chauffeur in the old city of Jerusalem. Check out the front page of the Wall Street Journal today. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for our Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the Am. Galitzal, Hashashtaim, Kanehud Graf, in Mashekoreach Shav. ראש הממשלה נתניהו התייחס להכרזתו הצפויה הערב של טראמפ בעניין ירושלים ואמר, הזהות הלאומית שלנו תקבל ביטוי חשוב. נתניהו אמר את הדברים בסרטון שהעלה לפייסבוק בשובו מכנס הג'רוסלם פוסט, שם דווקא לא התייחס לנושא. החבר'ה שלי כתבו נאום יפה, אבל אתם יודעים, זה לא בשבילי, אני מדבר חופשי. אז הזרקתי את הנאום הצידה, עליתי על הבמה. הסתובבתי סטי במיקרופון. הזהות ההיסטורית הלאומית שלנו היא מקבלת ביטויים חשובים בכל יום, אבל במיוחד ביום הזה. גם הנשיא ריבלין סירב להתייחס בכנס להודעה הצפויה של נשיא ארצות הברית על ההכרה בירושלים כבירת ישראל. כתבנו גל רנשה אותו. אם לא הייתי יושב פה מול כל הדיפלומטים, הייתי מתייחס. אבל הם יודעים טוב מאוד שכשהם באים לממשלה או לנשיא, הם מגיעים לירושלים. כך ריבלין. הרמטכ"ל אייזנקוט קיים הערכת מצב באוגדת איו"ש מחשש למהומות אחרי נאום טראמפ הערב. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. הרמטכ"ל איידנקוט קיים הערכת מצב מיוחדת באוגדת יהודה ושומרון, זאת לקראת הכרזתו של הנשיא טראמפ על ירושלים כבירת ישראל. מפקד פיקוד המרכז, אלוף רוני נאומה, ומתאם הפעולות בשטחים, אלוף יואב פולי מרדכי, סקרו בפני הרמטכ"ל את ההיערכויות, יחד עם מפקדי החטיבות המרחביות ביהודה ושומרון. עוד בחדשות, בית המשפט האריך את מעצרם של שניים מהחשודים בפרשת דוד ביטן, בעוד הוא ממשיך להיחקר מאז הבוקר. הדיווח של הדס שטייף. 
חבר הכנסת דוד איתן צפוי להיחקר עוד שעות ארוכות במשרדי להב 433 בלוד. המשטרה מאמתת אותו עם חומרי חקירה שנאספו עד כה בפרשת השחיתות הגדולה בראשון לציון, ואשר קשורים לחשדות נגדו. בתוך כך הובאו הבוקר שני חשודים להארכת מעצר נוספת. שופט המעצרים שהאריך את מעצרם אמר כי מדובר בפרשה ענקית. בתוך כך המשטרה גם מנסה לגייס עד מדינה בפרשה. התחזית, הגשם ייחלש בהדרגה עד הערב. ולסיום, מהו הסרטון, סרטון היוטיוב הנצפה ביותר בישראל בשנה החולפת? טודובום גרף 43 מיליון צפיות. אחריו במקום השני, עוד שיר של סטטיק ובנאל, זהב עם 35 מיליון. במקום השלישי של הישראלים נמצא הסרטון הנצפה ביותר בעולם, דספסיטו. אלה החדשות שעורכת אדר קרפיול.
JM in the AM. The Moshav Band with Yadid Nefesh here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard Derech Achim with Mayim Rabim. Well, big day today, as we've been pointing out. That is because on this day, December the 6th of 2017, uh, President Trump is expected to announce that the United States recognizes uh, Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. Those of us who follow the news, who've lived through a little bit of modern Jewish history, know how significant this is. We also know what the enemy is saying. And um, we also know that the mass media is generally freaking out about this news, which is a very, very good sign. Very good sign. That usually means it's good for Israel. And um, with us live via telephone, many people know that... um, that we have children who are now in Israel. One of them is Yoshua Siegel, who is at Yeshiva Akotel in the old city of Jerusalem, one of the most talked about places over the last couple of days. He's with us live via telephone. Yoshua, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Is there a sense of celebration in the old city? How would you categorize the way people are going about their Wednesday afternoon in Jerusalem? Um, I would say it's extremely, extremely exciting news. Um, you know, definitely something very, very much talked about um, over the last few hours, even last night here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there are certain uh, safety precautions uh, we are taking because of, uh, as you just said, the media, the media's coverage of what the uh, Palestinians' response might be. So yeah, definitely an overall excitement. So, so you're in Yeshiva Hotel, it's in the old city of Jerusalem. What has the administration said to you? Have they said that you know tonight? You should behave differently uh, around the yeshiva and in the old city than usual. Um, I mean, they haven't really said much. They, 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 they their their biggest concern is the safety. So, in terms of, they said a couple extra precautions, said to be careful, you know, leaving certain parameters and uh, leaving the building in general. And uh, they said, you know, there'll be constant updates um, as we continue to go forward. You know, over the course of the next few hours, when the announcement comes, and uh, after that as well. Interesting. Do you think that there'll be? Um, do you think that the majority of your colleagues, the students at Yeshiva Akotel and uh, other places in the old city and in Jerusalem in general, will be paying very careful attention to the announcement when it happens? I guess around eight p.m. your time. Yeah, I, I, I'd assume it's going to be big news. People are going to have an eye, you know, on their cell phones to see exactly what President Trump is going to say and what exactly. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is going to respond. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's about it. Meaning, and then from there, from there, it'll probably be a sense of excitement, a sense of safety, as I've said, and uh, you know, continue to go forward with what the best, uh, what the best options are. So, a uh, hundred years ago, people paid attention to the telegrams uh, that were coming out after the Balfour Declaration. Seventy years ago, people were hovered around their radio. Today, in 2017, as you just indicated, people will be paying careful attention to their phones as this as this announcement is made. <laughs> Times have changed, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. The news is now instantaneous, and today's news will hopefully bring instantaneous joy to the Jewish world. Yoshua Siegel is in Jerusalem. Uh, Yoshua, you know, especially those of you, you know, you and your, and your, uh, and your friends in Yeshiva know that there's that no celebration is complete without a festive meal. Do you think there'll be a special menu tonight uh, being served around Yeshiva Hotel after this news is announced? Um, I can only hope so. 
and get a break from the issue of food. I'll take anything to do that. <laughs> You're hoping for a big announcement just to get some decent food, huh? <laughs> well, exactly. I hope that happens for you. Believe you me. Anyway, I am proud. I am proud that you and your sister are in Israel for this historic moment. I know your siblings are jealous because uh, you, you yourself saw in conversation with them last night online that they are very anxious to be in Jerusalem on a day like today. So uh, thank God our family understands the historic significance of all this. I hope all the families tuned in right now understand the historical significance of all this. Everybody out there, today is a day you don't have to look back 100 years to Balfour. You don't have to look back 70 years to partition. Today's the day you could say to your children you are living through an important day in modern Jewish history, one that's important for Israel, that's important for the Jewish people. December the 6th, 2017, President Trump expected to announce this afternoon in the Eastern time zone uh, the, um, the recognition by the United States of Jerusalem as Israel's eternal capital. And we are anxiously awaiting the news. And as you hear from Yoshua Siegel, he is anxiously awaiting the news as well. Yoshua, uh, enjoy, and uh, and uh, we will be in touch. So let us know exactly what's happening in the aftermath of this big announcement. Will do. I look forward. There you go. It's uh, it, it's always something to have uh, to have uh, relatives and children in Israel. But boy, on a day like today, we are very, very jealous of those who are there. JM in the AM at 19 minutes after 7 o'clock.
Labadick is right. Labadick is right. We are um, we're in a Labadick mood. We're in a festive mood on this day, December 6, 2017, anticipating President Trump's announcement. We are in a festive mood here at JM in the AM. Haven't heard yet, but haven't heard back yet from the from the person that we are uh, trying desperately to get on the air. We'll see what happens with that. By the way, I, I spoke to Miriam L. Wallach, and it looks like we will break in at one o'clock Eastern time. And uh, on the Nahum Siegel Network, if things go as planned, you, we will be able you will be able to hear uh, the announcement uh, by President Trump. That's number one. And uh, I have not checked with him, so I apologize, but I will announce that we will track down Mayor Weingarten, of course, and get his comments in the aftermath of the announcement as well. So uh, pay careful attention to the Nahum Siegel Network around the time of the announcement uh, after the live lunch with Avrami. And we'll be on, please God. You'll hear the announcement plus uh, Mayor Weingarten's commentary, um, which I know many of us are very, very anxious to hear once the announcement is made. More coming up. It's JM in the AM on this um, Wednesday morning. And by the way, again, a thank you and tribute because today we are paying tribute and dedicating this morning's show to the TABC 5, those Mincha heroes who saved us yesterday when our good friend Simon Jacob needed a minion immediately. Thank you to Ezra Kopstick, Yaakov Sachs, Kobe Mandel, and Azriel Kirschenbaum of Bergenfield, New Jersey and Elon Goldstein of Teaneck, New Jersey. Thank you to the TABC5, our Mincha heroes. I promised them we would dedicate this morning's show to them, and in fact, we have. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Smile is the name of that selection from Eighth Day here at JM and the AM. And it's a day for smiles because the I'll tell you how we know it's a day for smiles because the general media seems to be apoplectic about what President Trump is going to do today. Uh, thank God the pro-Israel community is exactly the opposite. They are enthusiastic and ready to celebrate, as you just heard Yoshua Siegel from Israel. Uh, it's a Wednesday at JM and the AM, and today at the 1 p.m. Eastern time, we are anticipating the uh, the announcement by President Trump that uh, Jerusalem, he will declare um, the American policy of Jerusalem being the eternal capital of the state of Israel. Uh, we hope to be on live and bring you the announcement live, plus, of course, analysis afterwards, including our very own Mayor Weingarten, who we will track down and make sure to uh, get his opinion on the entire thing. Many of us are anxious to hear it, of course. And um, today's a day to celebrate. Today's a day that everyone who's not in Israel is jealous of the fact that they're not in Israel to celebrate and be part of the scene in Jerusalem for this historic announcement. Let us uh, remind our children and let us remind our uh, the younger people in our community, our students in school, and let us in some cases remind our teachers and rabbis as well that today is a significant historic day in modern Jewish history. December the 6th of 2017, Chai Kislev. Chai Kislev, Tufshin Ayin Chet. Today is a historic day as uh, American policy will now recognize uh, Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. President Trump expected to do all of this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and we are anticipating a, uh, a wonderful and... Uh, Incredible day of celebration. Cautious optimism, yes, but celebration, certainly. All right, uh, we give Rabbi Goldwasser the day off today. He will hopefully return tomorrow with us with Morning Chizuk here at JM&AM. Special guest in studio I'll introduce to you in just a couple of minutes if you keep it right here on JM in the AM.
Sis Bahashem took a Nafshi Hibay Loka, Kihil Bishali, big a day, Sos Asis, a celebratory selection from David Gabe. Why? Because today is a day of celebration. Today, the 6th of December, Chai Kislev. It'll go down in history, please God, if everything happens the way we think it will at 1 p.m. Eastern time, the day that President Trump um, announces that U.S. policy will be that the uh, that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the state of Israel. A day of celebration, a day that uh, will break in at 1 p.m. Eastern time with this announcement. And with analysis, we will include, of course, Mayor Weingarten, so much of our audience, so many people in our audience, including me, want to hear Mayor's assessment of the uh, of the announcement, so we'll get him on this afternoon. So make sure you're tuned into the Nachum Segal Network all day long, and I mean all day long. And how do we know that this is great news for the pro-Israel community? Because um, the New York Times is freaking out, frankly. And if the New York Times and the mass media, if they're freaking out about this, you know it must be really good for Jerusalem and Israel. Um, Yeshua Siegel joined us earlier from uh, Yeshiva Akotel. He described the, uh, the the day and night of celebration that's anticipated there. And we are all jealous that we are not there today, that I could tell you. It's a Wednesday here at JM in the AM. One of our great friends is in studio this morning to uh, help us remind people in our community about a very important event going on in a very 
very good weather area, and you'll know what I mean in a moment. Um, Dr. Stuart Ditchick is here. Dr. Ditchick, of course, leads uh, Kids of Courage. We had the privilege this summer of being with them on their Shabbaton down in Virginia. It is one of the most amazing and incredible organizations and efforts you've ever seen or experienced in your life. I know we always we always say about a lot of different things in our community that you have to see it to believe it, but in this case, you really have to at least once attend a Kids of Courage event, a weekend, a ski trip, a um, a, uh, a marathon, a half marathon, whatever the case is, just to see uh, what the staff and volunteers of Kids of Courage do for people in really difficult medical situations. And coming up, as we introduce Dr. Dietrich, coming up in January is the next opportunity to do something very special with Kids of Courage. Dr. Stuart Ditchick, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you here. First of all, how fitting you and I have had a kinship regarding the city of Jerusalem since the day we met. How fitting that you're here today when we're all anticipating this great news. You, you cannot make this stuff up. I mean, when, when I heard yesterday about the upcoming announcement, that was the first thing that came to mind, that I'm going to have the privilege of being here today and and your support for Yerushalayim and and our you know our mutual ties you know between our families and Yerushalayim and I had lived there for a, a period of time uh, way back in you know the early 2000s during the during the second intifada right and uh, remember it, you insisted on making the bar mitzvah there during the second intifada when we, nobody was traveling to nobody. Israel nobody if you remember the hotels in Yerushalayim yep. were three quarters we had closed the down. whole place we to had the whole place we had the Inbal <laughs> Hotel to ourselves and you know, you know, everything was closed from the fifth floor up That's or the right. fourth floor up. And, and look at it today. Today, you know, Baruch Hashem, Yerushalayim is thriving. And this announcement that's coming up is just the most incredible news. And you, I'm sure you loved what I said, that if you see the New York Times being this apoplectic, you know it must be great news for Israel. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. But, you know, the, in, the the flip side is that the media puts everybody at risk when they act apoplectic. That's yeah. the irony of it, that the media is supposed to be there to inform and to and to keep people safe, essentially, yep. let people know what they're doing by this apoplectic response is feeding the anti-Israel frenzy. And I, I hate saying anti-Israel. It's anti-Semitic. Right. You know, the hatred... One and the same. Right? Yeah, it's one and the same. Right. The hatred for Israel is a hatred for the Jewish people. Well, in this month of miracles, as Hanukkah approaches in less than a week, we are uh, anticipating this big miracle today where we could tell our children that you don't have to look back to the Six-Day War or to Partition Plan or Balfour Day or anything else. Today, Chai Kislev, December 6, 2017, is an important day that you are living through in modern Jewish history. Dr. Ditchik is here because of the amazing work that's being done with Kids of Courage. I mean, my gosh. We have not. I don't think we've had a chance in uh, post the Shabbaton this summer to even discuss this on the air yet. But I witnessed uh, an effort by your staff and volunteers that is simply remarkable because they are doing such difficult work and helping in such difficult situations, and all with a massive smile on their faces. It's yeah, just we, unbelievable. We were so privileged to have you and Stacy for Shabbos this year in. Uh, in Virginia, when we were on our uh, Virginia, D.C. summer trip, which, as you know, is an incredible success. Yeah. Uh, and usually does not happen on the East Coast, so it gave us a chance to be yeah, there. Yeah, it was close to home, and uh, it, it was incredible as always. But it, it, the organization would not exist without 
the support we get from the communities we serve and from the volunteers that we serve, and quite frankly, from the families that we serve. We get so much from the kids, as you know, uh, and uh, there's just not enough time in the day to provide everything they need. And quite frankly, uh, the needs now are greater than ever, unfortunately, as you know, from what you see in the Jewish world. Now, um, there are there are young people, some a bit older, who attend Kids of Courage, who are who are in medical circumstances that are unlike what most people are used to when it comes to difficult medical circumstances, meaning these cases, can we use the word extreme or would that be a, yeah, no. And many of these are not all, but many, right. Many of them are extreme medical circumstances that frankly, many, including many in the medical community might recommend that the best thing for these patients would be to live a, a calm, serene daily existence in their own homes in a comfortable atmosphere being cared for, you know, 24 hours a day, essentially. And that would be it. Dr. Stuart Ditcher comes along with kids of courage and says, you know what guys, if you want to ski or if you want to run, or if you want to, I don't know, a a skydive, or if you want to, that one we haven't done yet, (laughs) but we'll get there. (laughs) Or if you want to go down one of those Alpine slides, or if you want to do any of this stuff, Unlike the general atmosphere out there where, you know, caution is king these days and where doctors are hesitant to recommend that a patient undertake this type of activity because of the potential, you know, uh, criticism and certainly financial problems that might occur because, you know, everyone's looking to sue everybody these days. You come along and you say, if you want to do any of this stuff, let's go. Let's do it. We have the volunteers and staff to help you. Let's go and have a good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, thank God we've been given the opportunity to to break the mold. And you're, you know, what kills more than any disease is boredom. When a patient is going through, or when a child or a young adult is going through an illness or a disability, boredom becomes the killer. Boredom becomes the endpoint of most people's lives. And look, at it, it holds true for people who are aging. Uh, what we've eliminated is the boredom aspect of, of life because not only going on the trips and going on the events, right. but the, the connections that the kids make with the staff uh, that lasts for years and years. We have staff who've been married years already and who have their own children who are still hosting their campers for Shabbos or taking them out for a meal at night. So it's really the long-term relationship. But when you ask, people have asked me when we started uh, – Howie Kafka uh, and I were talking about this. He's actually my partner who's right. in Israel now. He's in Yerushalayim today. Oh, but, lucky man, Howie. Uh, he is, he, he's uh, visiting his son in Eretz Yisrael, who's nice. there as well. But uh, Howie and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, that when we started out, I remember we had to go to a couple of select donors. We needed money to get started. And one of the very prominent donors said to me, why bother? You know, really, what are you, maybe we should invest it in research. Maybe we should invest it in medication, some, you know, something concrete. Mm-hmm. And I said, the reason you bother is because you want these kids to live long and fruitful lives, period. That's why you bother. If the kid wants to do it, they should be allowed to do it, and they should be encouraged to do it if they choose to. And what we're seeing with a lot of the illness that we deal with now is it's it went from certain aspects life-threatening to now more chronic conditions which are treatable medical care is getting better in the united states all over the world gene therapy is on the horizon for a lot of the diseases that we 
entertain. And quite frankly, I've said this for years, if you can keep folks alive long enough in good enough shape, cures will be around the corner. I'm not saying that everybody right. is going to be cured of their disease or their disability, but they are living longer and better lives, and we're witnessing it, and I think we have a little to do with it. Dr. Stuart Ditchick is here, Kids of Courage. By the way, you mentioned when you know volunteers and your staff take, uh, take kids to their own home for Shabbos. That means really transforming their home into a completely different type of environment and a lot of equipment and a lot of regimen in terms of you know medications etc plus all very often they're going to be up all night in certain situations yeah and it, it's equipment it's responsibility it's time you know that they have to dedicate before right. the, the child comes over uh, i mean well let's put it in frank terms we have the ski trip our annual ski trip coming up in in january to mount snow we've been doing this for years already the ski trip uh, the first year we had the ski event, I had to contact the company that makes portable ventilators, LTV ventilators, uh, <laughs> to ask them how we would possibly uh, have a ventilator function. It was in that year, it was, it was uh, many years back, it was freezing. It was negative 15 at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And I wanted to know, it was a cold spell. I called the owner, uh, not the owner, the maintenance people from the company, and I said, will this ventilator work at that altitude <laughs> and temperature? And they hung up the phone. I promise it's a true story. The, the, uh, the regulatory person hung up the phone and said, this is a gag. Uh, when I called back a second time, they took it more seriously. And, and we take kids on ventilator skiing. We take kids who are, have trachs and ventilators jet skiing. Uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah. My my skydiving thing was not that far off, frankly. No, well, you know. they want to do it. Right. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, you're the one who's scared. Oh, I ain't going. That's in one why of those. you don't go on the roller coaster at the amusement no, no, park. No, huh? no. I'm in the rear with the gear. You know, doing what I do best, which is finding a place to crash and finding my dipping dots. That's what I do when they're out there. So. <laughs> Uh, but I, I will tell you one thing. It seems like amusement park solves all. It seems it solves the boredom problem. It solves the lack of excitement problem. And yeah. and that's just one of the aspects of the summer Shabbatons that the kids went to an amusement park and had a blast over there. Yeah, so. it's uh, we were at the FBI Academy. Right. We were at the White House. Right. So can you imagine? We were 400 people on a private tour of the White House. Now, that was, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> that was more challenging <laughs> right. than anything we've ever done because of the security clearances. And we, the machines and uh, the equipment. The uh, equipment. And we now have uh, a whole group that comes from Israel. We have a branch right. in Eretz Israel now. So we had 30 Israelis with us who had to be cleared quickly right. through Secret Service pre clear I'm telling the White House was the biggest <laughs> challenge we've had. Now that's an amusement park. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. But, the, you know, the the kids were welcome there and uh, and and... The FBI Academy was one of the highlights, as you know. Right. It was just, it's, you know, it's just hundreds of these experiences. But at the end of the day, and we can talk about, you know, my partner in the marathon, although there's a rumor we may have another walking partner now <laughs> named Nachum Siegel who may be doing the half marathon with us. But, but if I would do it, I would never be more brisk than a brisk walk. I would never run any no, part of it. Nahum, I know there's a radio, but do you see me? Are you looking at this? You're also a walker? <laughs> well, I'm, I am a walker. I, I, well, last year, Avi and I, we've been doing this for a few years together. Uh, just to let folks know, Avi Davidson is, is my uh, marathon partner who is a young man from Tampa, Florida, who uh, had a serious electrocution injury when he was younger. Right. Uh, he lost one arm. He's paralyzed from the chest down. And Avi's remarkable. He's he's in college. He's works. He's going to be going to grad school. 
that's what it's all about. It's about mm-hmm. the independence, that the confidence it's created from being part of. And he'll be in Phoenix. Uh, he will be in Phoenix with us. We were in Miami together. We've been in Bermuda together. We were in Bahamas together. Uh, Avi and I last year did the half marathon in Miami. If For those of you who weren't there, it you know, of all the days, it was 45, 52 degrees the morning of the marathon with rain. Mm-hmm. And Avi's adaptive... Uh, 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 prosthetic arm broke, which helps him push his wheelchair oh. on the first mile. It cracked, oh. which means I had to push him for the 13 and a half miles. So you can, I can tell you there was no running going on. Uh, it was challenging. It, we were exhausted. But I have to tell you, it was the greatest Kiddush Hashem I've been a part of in a long time. I, I, I can't emphasize to you the kindness that was shown by people around us because they saw us struggling with the weather and with the, the handles on the, on the wheelchair that were slipping off every 30 seconds and the rain and, and the cold. And people just could not stop offering help and assistance and support. And uh, we had a blast. I'm t- 13 and a half miles, it took us, I don't know, three hours, something to do. Uh, we stopped for breakfast. Okay, granted, it wasn't that serious a run. <laughs> but uh, it was the greatest experience. I was invigorated by it for the whole year. And uh, it's, it, we have the greatest time. We just walk and, and schmooze and observe people and make fun of ourselves and make fun of others <laughs> in, in, a, in a friendly capacity. And that's what it's all about. All right, let's do two things. First of all, there are a lot of people listening right now who might even tune out in the next few minutes as they go to work, school, et cetera who want to support Kids of Courage, what's the easiest way to do that on the web? So there's two ways. For the marathon, uh, it, we would love for you to support <coughs> Avi, myself, and uh, and Nachum, maybe. Is there, a, is there a team name? Yes, or is there... so it's it's raceforcourage.org, raceforcourage.org. Okay. And if you go to the sponsor sheet, and it's right on the face sheet, you can go to Dr. D and Avi, uh, and soon Nachum, and uh, you can support us. Uh, but it's raceforcourage.org. Go you know, to I'm, a really Dr. Bo- I'm a really boring conversationalist off the air. I don't know if you can walk with me for 13 <laughs> miles, and you're going to find it interesting. I don't know. Well, put it this way. We'll have one more person to make fun of on the trip there you <laughs> go oh my gosh you guys have already raised some money you're you're on your way you're yeah we just we just started but dr d and yeah. avi davidson it's right there and yeah. uh, they've got their goal they've yeah. already raised yeah. some money yeah. last year avi and i raised over i think it was over twenty six thousand dollars by cow. the end of the race thank god holy cow and for those of you who want to support kids of courage the rest of the year you can go to kidsoc.org k-i-d-s-o-c.org uh, and we need your help. And and by the way, Nachum mentioned the ski weekend in right. January. We welcome donors coming for Shabbos. Right. You, you'll have not only a beautiful weekend uh, skiing Sunday at Mount Snow, but we'll be in Springfield, Mass. at the Sheridan with five-star catered meals and, and entertainment. And you get to spend the whole weekend with 65 of the most courageous people you'll ever meet in your life. And you get to sponsor the event and yes. have a lot of fun. yes. All right, um, so it seems that the Dr. D and Avi Davidson page is going to include me at some point as well, at least according to Dr. Ditchick. <laughs> so I'm going to encourage everyone to use that um, eraser, that uh, that uh, profile, uh, to support the race. So go to raceforcourage.org and feel free to, uh, well, in all seriousness, feel free to sponsor any racer. Um, but uh, we'd be thrilled if you sponsored ours. And, um, and this is happening. So you're doing... You're doing Phoenix and in the same month doing Massachusetts? Yeah, we're doing Phoenix. Actually, the week after. The uh, the way it works. Two Shabbatons in a row? Two Shabbatons. Are there any <laughs> kids of courage that'll be a both? 
yes, wow. there are. There are actually there are uh, those will be at both. The, wow. the the marathon is a fundraiser weekend, right. and we we by the way we never have an event, even a fundraiser, where the kids are not part of it. Right. So we always take along a critical number of kids, including to the Arizona, the Phoenix. Uh, uh, event, which by the way, people are welcome to join us for as well. We're going right. to be in Phoenix for the weekend again, fully catered, beautiful weekend. Uh, but um, the following weekend, we're going to uh, Springfield, Mass for Shabbos, and then to Mount Snow on Sunday for our annual ski weekend. Uh, this year, it came out back to back because, quite frankly, we're at the mercy of uh, the adaptive ski instructors who are very generous to Kids of Courage and Mount Snow. Uh, we when we ski, we ski with sixty plus individuals who need adaptive ski support, which means specialized equipment, specialized instructors, kids who have a lot of equipment on the slopes. So we can't really pick our weekends, and that was the only weekend they had available. Where And by the way, it's the biggest adaptive ski event in the world annually. It, it, It is a record every year. And if people go to your main website, they could sponsor and get information about yes. being there in yes, Massachusetts. Yes, absolutely. And we welcome you to come. We want people to join us. We're proud of the kids. We're proud of our staff. We're proud of our volunteers. And we want you to come be part of it. It's not depressing. You know, Nachum was there. He, he can oh, elaborate. It's, it's phenomenal. It, it's anything but depressing. And, and by the way, this may seem like a really unusual point to make, but I'm going to make it anyway. A lot of times donors and sponsors go to these types of weekends and they feel a certain pressure or, you know, or, or that they have to be part of certain programming. Literally here, all you're asking is people to go and observe. Go observe. You want people to vacation. You want people to enjoy it. Go to the lectures you want to go to. Go to the meals you want to go to. Like you just want people to come and yeah, enjoy we, the whole environment. We, we, the truth be told, we pay very little attention to the donors right. at our events. And uh, you're serious about that? I am on and, purpose. And, yes, right. and and I apologize for that in right. advance. But we have bigger priorities on these weekends. Right. The priority for the medical staff is to keep the kids safe. The priority for the counselors is to keep the kids entertained and happy. And we don't have, uh, we don't spend, we're, we're lousy fundraisers. <laughs> we, we really are. <laughs> but we're not the biggest fish in the sea, but we're definitely the most effective one in the sea. And that's the way we are at the events. You know, we love people coming, but we're there for you to be part of the event, not to be catered to at the right, event. 100%. And uh, people are invited to be part of it and they should take advantage of it. Uh, if you are a runner, you got Phoenix, the marathon. Weekend of uh, January the twelfth, uh, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, mistaken. January the eleventh. Yes. January eleventh, and yes. of course the Massachusetts ski the weekend. big ski trip, and, and that and, happens the week after. And we will be having. I can't announce it yet, but a very exciting announcement about the summer trip this year. But uh, we never release that until we're firm and all the plans are in shape. And I promise I'll come back. You know, and on the Nachum Siegel Show to announce this year's special summer trip. And the summer trips and really all the trips that require um, a specialized travel. You work with bus companies that are very accommodating. You work with airlines yes. that are very accommodating, which is these days, it for, sounds for, crazy. For you know? domestic travel, we've worked with uh, for years with United Airlines. Yeah. Uh, we charter a 767 typically to make sure all the sickest or most needy kids are on the same flight. Uh, oddly enough, in all the years we've been doing it, nine years and many, many flights all over the country and even outside the United States, we were in the Bahamas and Bermuda. Uh, we've only had one emergency in flight that needed diversion to a nearby airport, and it was for a flight attendant who got sick oh. on the flight. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> who got very sick on the flight, and we we took care of her. Thank God we had 
physicians, paramedics yeah, on the plane. Yeah, that's one thing you have on the plane is yeah. a lot of physicians. <laughs> oh, so and we, we landed urgently in Atlanta, Georgia on the way back from Texas with this very slick, sick flight attendant uh, who was, you know, she'd been uh, struggling with right. certain issues for a while, a very lovely person who we'd been with for years. And when we got to Atlanta and the paramedics from the airport met us at the gate, we had her fully, you know, prepped and right. treated and taken care of. And we even gave them instructions on which hospital we wanted her to go to because we, we checked that out in advance during the flight. Uh, and they were looking at us, whoa, what, what's going on here? You guys, this is a commercial airliner. <laughs> and I said, come on. And the paramedic came on, took a look around, and she sees the ventilators, suction machines, oxygen uh, all kinds all of the stuff none of us are allowed to bring on a plane exactly everything you don't bring and and the paramedic who initially came on with a bit of an attitude after she walked off the plane she looked at me she said boy you guys ain't playing are you <laughs> no we're not that is great um all right so that's the story everybody uh raceforcourage.org phoenix marathon coming up support a runner and uh, be part of the kids of courage experience kidsoc.org right kidsoc.org kidsoc.org is a general website yeah. information. And we're on facebook and instagram as well kids of courage yeah. and uh please you know, come. your staff and volunteers are very active in social media they're, they're very and, proud of the work and, they and, do and we're proud of them they're they're these are 18 to 25 year olds who are the the most amazing young people i've been watching them grow and by the way within the organization you know we're a, a, a co-ed but separate program right. we have separate buses separate sides of the dining room We've had 57 Shaduchim in-house <laughs> for Kids of Courage in nine years, Mazel people tov. who met. And the most recent one was one of, uh, one of our logistics team uh, who met one of our nurses on the trip, uh, uh, are, got engaged in the VART is this Sunday night. Mazel tov. Uh, and uh, that's the latest one. So, you know, it's just incredible that, that the bracha that comes when – we have the privilege of being around these kids. It's just, it flows. Well, one thing you know about those future families, there'll be a lot of chesed in them. That's for sure. That, you know, these, I, I think every one of these volunteers and every one of these kids will, they'll absolutely outdo anything we can ever have done. My, you know, my chesed life started late in life, relatively. Uh, I wasn't interested in this stuff when I was 18, 19 years old. And that's the lesson for everybody. You know, that you don't, you, you don't have to start it at any particular age. You can start at any point and really achieve. And uh, for me, when I was 18, 19 years old, I was interested in education and college and hockey and, and girls and anything that was not important uh, to me right now. All, all those things are important, minus the girls, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but, I, you know, it, it really, I have to give credit to my wife who pushed and continues to push us, all of us, to continue to do this stuff. My wife, Ruby, uh, she's the influence behind everything uh, that I do. And every time I want to give it up and just throw my hands up, she looks at me, she says, okay, just, you know, you can wilt away and waste your days or you can do something that'll be around for thousands of years. And that's that's what I choose to do with her. Dr. Stuart Ditchick is here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app, raceforcourage.org. Last topic, because it's rare that we get you here, and I'm so glad you're here this morning. 
And uh, a big thank you to you. You've been an amazing member of the Siegel family for a long, long time. You always joke with me that the Siegel kids are the only kids in your thousands of kids' practice who complain they're not tall enough. Right. right? <laughs> they're the only ones. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I, I literally have to get them out of the waiting room because the jealousy factor from the other kids who are struggling to get another inch in life. Uh, it's just amazing. But they're not only the tallest kids in the practice, they're also incredibly uh, disciplined and kind and courteous. And half the time these days they come alone because they're right. older. They're older and, yeah. and they're, they're just, uh, every time they come, I spend very little time doing medical care and a lot of time just schmoozing <laughs> with them because they're great kids. Thank you, doctor. Uh, the reason I bring this up is we, we as parents have become very familiar over the decades already with some of your positions on medical issues. And I, I don't want you to leave here today without giving us an update about the situation with inoculations and vac vaccinations. I guess they're one and the same, right? Yeah. Um, there was a period of time, and I'm curious if it still exists, where there was a strong effort in the Jewish community, a group of people behind a strong effort in the Jewish community to encourage people not to vaccinate. Has that gone away? No, it is not. It has only gotten uh, more Stronger? vocal. Wow. Uh, they're losing, Bar Hashem. They're losing because a lot of the yeshivas have taken the very appropriate position that they need to protect children by not allowing vaccine refusers into schools. I happen to be in agreement with that, and, and to a certain extent, I'm assisting a lot of the yeshivas in that effort. But they are, unfortunately, the Internet has created a great avenue for misinformation about vaccinations. We had, in the Flappish community, just one month ago, less than a month ago, uh, there was a parent in uh, one of the yeshivas who was the, uh, the head of the PTA. She was in school daily doing her volunteer services. Influential parent. Influential, but very nice parent from what I hear. I didn't know her personally. No. Uh, 37, 38-year-old woman who uh, was in school on a Friday, feeling well, serving the kids lunch. Uh, on Sunday, she had passed away uh, very suddenly from acute uh, meningococcemia, which is the infection that we now immunize for at age 11 and 16. Uh, and on, there was a very, very stressful, very difficult few days. The health department worked closely with the school involved because potentially hundreds of kids were exposed uh, by a parent. This who was in Flatbush? This was in, in, in the heart of the Jewish, in the community. Heart of the Jewish community. Uh, Baruch Hashem and the kids who were exposed in the 11 plus age group, meaning the children who should have had that vaccine, uh, there was virtually 100% compliance with the vaccine in the school with that particular infection. There were no secondary cases of meningococcemia. The point is that there are many of these diseases that can walk into a school where hundreds of kids are. Now, I want to point out what you often hear from the anti-vaccine groups with the misinformation is because of herd immunity, it doesn't matter if they don't get immunized. Right. Well, you know who else lives in those schools and attends those schools? Children who are being treated for uh, cancers, right. children who are being treated for autoimmune diseases who are on immunosuppressive therapies. In this school where the exposure occurred, I had a child who, was potent, who actually was exposed uh, or potentially exposed through a sibling uh, who is being treated for cancer currently, for a very serious cancer, and is immunosuppressed. And I had to work closely with the child's uh, cancer physicians, oncologists, to make sure that we did the right thing. Now, imagine if we had these exposures 8, 10, 12 times a year, uh, and we, had a, we couldn't protect those children. We couldn't protect the pregnant teachers in the school if we didn't have policies in place. 
The misinformation mill about vaccines is ridiculous. I'm going to tell you a statement which I feel extremely strongly about, and I think every physician with gray hairs would agree. The greatest miracle of modern medicine is vaccinations. When I was a resident and a young physician, uh, we didn't have vaccinations for meningitis, for haemophilus influenza, for example. It was a weekly infection we used to see in the hospital where I trained children who showed up with bacterial meningitis, babies who left the hospital either unfortunately didn't survive or they were blind or deaf or mentally retarded as a result of the damage to their neurological system, to their central nervous system, their brain. Today, it's virtually a distant memory. The young doctors of today don't see meningitis for the most part. So I'm not that old. I'm 57. I'm going on 57 years old. And I've seen this disease virtually eradicated because of vaccination, because of that vaccine in 1989, 1990, when it was introduced. So this misinformation mill about vaccinations is going to harm Jewish children. It's already harming the Jewish world. And we need to have a stance about this. It is not a decision that should be made by anybody other than the physicians and the parents that work with them. Including, including, and I, I excuse me for emphasizing this, but I feel I have to, including rabbinic leaders. They should defer yes, to listen, those, who, those who know what they're talking about. Das Torah is a part of all of our lives. I mean, we, I don't live a day where I don't seek Das Torah. I think you're in the same category. And most people who are listening are in that category. However... Uh, there's never been a point in history where Das Torah has superseded medical advice. Uh, I work with uh, one of the Rabbanim, Rav Gavriel Tsinner, the Nite Gavriel. He, he's, he's very interested in medical halacha. Uh, every Yom Kippur, every Yom Kippur, he has physicians who sit with him during call-in hours where people call in with questions about fasting. Right. I want you to know every Rav who calls in, uh, or people who call in saying their Rav asked me to call, emphasizes the Rav wanted the doctor's opinion on whether this individual should fast or could fast. All Rabbanim seek out medical direction when deciding on Psach Halacha. That is where it all starts for the Rabbanim, just as the doctors seek out Das Torah when trying to make decisions about their own lives. Because they recognize that you're doing this all day and all night, and you're more familiar than they are with it. Absolutely. And I think, to a certain degree, the anti-vaccine group has misused that part of the argument. And you know what? It's fine. They can do what they want, but they cannot impact negatively the health of other children. If they choose to deprive their children of vaccinations, that's their business and we can't force it. But we certainly can exclude them from schools where they will expose susceptible people, pregnant women, children who are immune suppressed, children who can't afford to ever be exposed to one of those diseases. Uh, you you summed this up so well, and I thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. I uh, I don't I never like bringing controversy into this studio, but right, you know right, what? It's right. all about education, hundred percent, and very important. And and I will go to my grave knowing that on this issue, uh, physicians and pediatricians in particular have saved tens of thousands of lives by taking these stances. Uh, right now, uh, I, I can't tell you what's going on nationally with certain areas of the country, like in Los Angeles, where they have a large number of anti-vaccine individuals, Santa Monica County, the number of whooping cough cases. There's a hepatitis A outbreak in San Diego right now. Uh, these diseases are out there. It's just a matter of getting into the community if we let our guard down. 
I remind you that uh, the race for courage, the next one, is uh, happening at the Phoenix Marathon the weekend of the 11th of January. You're all invited to participate. And as we've mentioned, Dr. D, Dr. Stuart Ditchick, and Avi Davidson are together. You'll find them on the sponsor page, sponsor their team, sponsor another racer, another runner, and to make this a successful event for Kids of Courage. The following weekend, they're in Massachusetts for their big ski trip. Everyone's invited, including anybody out there who'd like to sponsor the event. Just go to Kids oc.org kids oc.org dr can, can i just add sure. one more thing now for those of you who are listening who know of uh, a child or a young adult who might benefit from our program please contact the organization through the website kids oc.org uh, we can't entertain every application because certain kids are appropriate for the program right. certain not but please if you know of kids in your community who need our help send them our way i don't know if you could answer this question in our last minute but let's try the book you wrote years ago is called Healthy Child, Whole Child. Healthy Child, Whole Child. I'm just curious because this is the way life goes. How many years ago was that? Two thousand. The first issue came out in uh, 2000. The second edition came out in 2007. So 17 years later or 10 years later, whatever the case is, is there anything about that book you would change or a general stance on a general topic that you would approach a bit differently because it's not 2017? Yeah, I, I think natural medicine, alternative therapies as they're called, there's been a lot of review and, and uh, introspection. And I think certain therapies we have to be very careful about. The use of certain supplements we now know are not safe, uh, whereas one time we thought they were generally safe. Mm. Uh, so supplements and vitamins in particular, you have to have more. We, w we always took a cautious approach, right. but it's even more you were cautious like, You were now. like, uh, how do we put we it? We were like middle of the road. You were moderate. Right. You're At moderate. this point, I would say I'm slightly right of the middle right. because of the overuse and overabuse of certain vitamins. And, and because of genes and what we're learning about how genes turn on and turn off, even vitamin supplements, you have to be careful about when you're giving them to children. So we're much more cautious now than we but were. But I, I can still take my ginger, kyolic, and zinc, right? That Under, I can still but, do. Yeah, absolutely. That you're not discouraging. But, no, but you have to. If you're going for surgery, you better come off some of those supplements a week to 10 days before surgery so you don't bleed a lot. Even the ones I just mentioned? Even though a kyolic in particular, garlic, yes. It can make you bleed uh, during surgery or postoperatively. So uh, you need, and by the way, most preoperative uh, uh, forms now that parents get right. or that adults get before they go in for surgery, uh, it says on the form, please stop certain supplements a week to 10 days before surgery because we've learned from it. Oh boy, off, yeah. the, off the air, I'll tell you how I handled my most recent foot surgeries. <laughs> You're going to slap me silly. I will. <laughs> Dr. Stewart, did If I could reach you. <laughs> <laughs> An honor to have you here. I can't wait to see you in Phoenix. Yes, we're looking forward. That's we're right. That's right. And we're going to walk that 13 and a half together. We certainly, certainly the first fir the first one. Well, definitely well, the excuse first me. Mile. We're going to run the 13 and a half. I, I would By the way, there's always Uber. <laughs> there is always Uber. I am telling you, I am with you for at least one mile. At least one mile. You know mile. what the problem with Uber is? <laughs> we discovered with Avi, you can't put a wheelchair in an Uber <laughs> cab. <laughs> I'll bring cables to attach it to the top we're walking Any, we're anything not to walk <laughs> <laughs> hey avi get with the plan please i'm begging you dr ditchick thank you so much and god bless jerusalem on this great day yes very exciting more coming up it is a very special wednesday edition of jm in the am no fight plane no battleship can crash with pure and sweet it's that last drop of oil it just won't see defeat It keeps our little hopping flame Dancing to the beat It's that last drop of oil We'll take it to the street And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness Set fires to burn up the night 
Tell her we tell all your stories, be a miracle of light. Blow smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night. Tell her we tell all your stories, be a miracle of light. Canto esti nom, no canto nit mo som. Kiboi vi miyat chaloshin, rabi miyat miyat. I'll be a nest nest, I'll be a bright light. nothing left your true color show so reach deep down and grab that spark ain't you tired of living in the dark show me can I show you the light show me can I show you that light we'll smoke in the face of darkness set fires to burn up the night tell every tell all your stories be a miracle of light blow smoke in the face of darkness set fires to burn up the night tell every tell all your stories be a miracle of light I'll be a nest, nest, I'll be a bright light, I'll be a miracle, I'll be a miracle of light, I'll be a nest, nest, I'll be a bright light, I'll be a miracle, I'll be a miracle of light, I'll be a
J.M. and the A.M. Micha Gammerman, Marabuma Sachash. Miracle, uh, before that, from Eighth Day, the brand new song in honor of Hanukkah, 5778. Uh, well, I uh, mentioned earlier that uh, we hope to break in on this big day, on this historic day of uh, Chai Kislev, 5778, later on today uh, into our uh, network and um, and present and play for you President Trump's speech which we assume will be accessible, um, uh, regarding Jerusalem being the eternal capital of the state of Israel on this historic day. And I also said that uh, we are hoping to uh, include Mayor Weingarten's commentary once the announcement is made. With me live via telephone, the uh, longtime Israel consultant, and now I could say longtime host of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, Mayor Weingarten with us live via telephone, Boker Tov, Mayor Weingarten. Boker Omar Segal. Okay, don't give us any uh, insight yet. I don't want to ruin the surprise for later on. Okay. Don't give us any. Yeah, you don't need any right now. <laughs> don't give us any commentary. <laughs> don't give us any projection. Anything you might have been thinking this morning as you're hearing the news. By the way, I don't know if you caught what I said earlier, but I must share it with you while you're on the air. Go ahead. You know today is a good day for Israel because the New York Times is freaking out. <laughs> So, yeah. So you know, you know that this is, must be a really, yeah. really, really big day 
yeah. uh, for Israel. By the way, I don't know if you heard earlier, I spoke to Yoshua Siegel, who's in the Old City in Yeshiva Dakotel. Right. And he described that there's a, a different air, a different atmosphere, a little bit of a celebratory uh, uh, environment as people anticipate this big announcement, what for them will be uh, you know, on a Wednesday evening in Jerusalem. A little euphoria in the air. Correct. And um, we're looking to celebrate. We are looking to, uh, you know... I, I am not allowed to say anything. I know, but you, but you are not allowed to say a word. One thing, <laughs> I, one thing I I will share with you, which I think you would agree with, um, and maybe we'll allow you to comment on this one. Okay. Um, no longer do we need to point to 100 years of Balfour or 70 years of, of partition or 50 years of the Six-Day War to tell our children uh, that there were specific days that were urgently important in the history of modern Israel and in modern Jewish history. Now we could say to them, today you are living it. Today, yes, you, you, you three-year-old, you five-year-old, you 10-year-old, you 15-year-old, you 25-year-old, today you are living it on this 6th of December 2017, a significant and important day in modern Jewish history. And I think that's critical and important. No longer do we need to look to the past. We could say to our kids, hey, you are living it as we speak. I'm not- I, I hear you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tempering my enthusiasm at this point. Until uh, I, until I hear the speech, Mayor, I have to stop you. I have to stop you. It sounded like you were about to drift into some commentary. I must stop you at this moment. I'm well, sorry. Well, you said I could comment just now. <laughs> oh, did I? Did you not I, just say I don't, I don't, that maybe you'll <laughs> permit me to comment? I don't remember what I say one minute to the <laughs> next. It seems okay. Well, you can join the club. I'm in there too. <laughs> anyway, we are anticipating the announcement scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern time when the President of the United States is uh, supposedly going to declare, and we say this with cautious optimism, uh, that uh, Israel's capital, that the capital, uh, that, that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the state of Israel, and that would be quite significant. Right. Yeah, meaning we know it, but it'll be nice that the United States of America officially recognizes it. Right. Oh, and uh, please, um, uh, once the announcement is made, please make yourself uh, available. I'll be right near the... Um, You'll be near the hotline? I'll, I'll <laughs> You'll be near the NSN the, yeah. N- the NSN red and white striped hotline? Yes, absolutely, and I'm going to be waiting for your signal. When was the last time that the NSN uh, red and white striped hotline rang in your office? When, uh, what was the last I time? Don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe 100 years ago when the Balfour Declaration was made. <laughs> I have to check back on the computer records of the time. Mayor, it's a night of celebration, they say, in Jerusalem, and we're here. We're in the New York area. I can't well, believe it. And by the way, I was that very... That is not only a problem today. That is a problem every day. By the way, I was very proud, I must say, as a proud father, and I'm going to say this on behalf of all the parents out there who went through the same thing over the last 24 hours. Um, I am a proud father that some of my kids who are in the United States were saying last night how they wish... They were in Jerusalem today. How they feel that this is such a significant, both both um, political event and religious event. Yes, they right. act- they actually right. use that word, religious event. And I bet there are a lot of kids throughout the United States and other areas of the diaspora that are making their parents proud by saying the same thing. How they wish they were in Jerusalem on a day like today. Absolutely, and the fact that they're even saying that. Forget about being in Jerusalem. Even if they would say, wow, this is an amazing, you know, there's an amazing event that we hopefully will be experiencing and living through, uh, that in itself, even without the part about being in Jerusalem, I think that in itself says something. And unfortunately, I think there are people in the Jewish community, some in the Jewish community around the United States, who are going to be obliv- oblivious, apathetic, and some who will be against it. Correct.
But remember, it must be a great day because the New York Times is freaking out. That's right. You got it. Tadaraba, my ear, you have a few hours to prepare for your presentation in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, I think we've been preparing for the last couple thousand years. For thousands of years. I didn't didn't mean to give the impression that you needed more preparation. No, no, not me personally. (laughs) I mean us. Yes, I know. I'm kidding. Tadaraba. There he is, Mayor Weingarten, not only our longtime Israel consultant, but now I could say long time because it's over five years host of the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, Mondays here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We will, of course, include him, and I know a lot of you are very anxious to hear what he has to say once President Trump has made the announcement. I suggest you are, you're always with NSN, that's my suggestion, but especially today, make sure to be with NSN in the 1 o'clock hour Eastern time, uh, so you'll hear the announcement with us, and then we'll turn to Mayor for his, uh, for his comments. Ah, more coming up on this very interesting Cautiously celebratory Wednesday at JM in the AM. As I was walking down a dark and lonely street, a car came along, pulled up by my side. Inside was a rabbi with a long white beard. He said, son, I'm going to take you for a ride. Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Pyramids of Egypt And Pharaoh's army Stood in front of me But I saw Moses Walking Through the path in the water And Moses said Son, won't you come Along with me Why don't we go Up to Jerusalem
from Avram's open desert tent. History's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load. And brighter than the sun you shine, Jerusalem, you're on my mind, you lift my soul, you echo the divine. providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling
J.M. in the A.M. A day to focus on Jerusalem, that's for sure. A day to focus on Jerusalem. On this 6th of December, the 18th of Kislev. Today, the day that President Trump is scheduled at 1 p.m. Eastern time today to declare that uh, Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the state of Israel. Obviously, there is caution to our optimism and celebration, but we're not going to give up an opportunity to celebrate. That's for sure. As so many people in Jerusalem have pointed out, we are not going to give up that opportunity. And yes, we know about the caution. We know about the reaction, the world reaction, et cetera, et cetera. One o'clock, be with us at the Nahum Siegel Network. We'll uh, have the speech, of course, um, to be played on the air, plus Mayor Weingarten's comments afterwards. Uh, Miriam L. Wallach and I will take over after our Rummy's live lunch uh, from our New York studios and uh, and present our Jerusalem-themed hour in the 1 p.m. hour Eastern time this afternoon. I didn't have a chance to um, I didn't have a chance to look at our app. We have a lot of app comments today, and I and I never with Dr. Ditchick's visit and with all the excitement here about Jerusalem. I have not even seen the app, and I see now there's been a tremendous number of comments regarding what's going on. Listener Terry, good morning. Maybe this will be the beginning of Israel actually taking charge of all of its borders. Hashtag Israel is ours. Um, we have... Um, where are we here? Chef Red, Nahum, thank you for playing the soundtrack to history. Oh, that's a nice compliment. Thank you. Just to be here during this historic time in the last 2,000 years is unbelievable. We are one lucky generation, I can tell you that much. One lucky generation. People pointing out that it's close to Hanukkah, a time of miracles, that's for sure. Listener Silky, it's a marvelous thing Trump is doing, but let's not get carried away. This isn't the Gula yet. The chauffeurs are premature. Yeah, well, I said, for a variety of reasons I said earlier, cautious optimism to our celebration, but obviously we are not giving up the opportunity to celebrate. Shaney in the old city says she's gotten three warnings in the city WhatsApp already. Uh, in the city WhatsApp list. Yeah, I get that. People are taking precautions. We do get that. We know how the enemy could react to this. We know how the media is feeding the frenzy. Uh, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, oh, I just saw this now. Listener Devorah says, <laughs> please send regards to Dr. Dietrich. He's my cousin. 
Loved when he was in Israel and had the privilege of eating at his home on Shabbat often. It was at that bar mitzvah too and still used the sitter every day. Hey, Devar, I was at that bar mitzvah. How do you like that? Um, Tova tells us, Tova Kanecht, who is an often contributor to the Nachum Siegel Network. Nachum, small world. I just took the um, I just took the Kafka family, Kids of Courage, in a Shuk experience yesterday. That is cool. Daf thank you for pointing out uh, how great the interview was this morning. I appreciate that. Sababa, thank you for the interview. Compliment with Dr. Dietrich. Uh Sababa was also at the uh, at that bar mitzvah. How do you like that? For many, many years ago. Um, this uh, listener says, it's a major political event, no way a religious event. Yerushalayim Merakotosh will be the eternal capital of Eretz Yisrael when Mashiach comes. Yeah, uh, there, are, there are, I mentioned there are people in, our, in my family looking at it as a religious event because they are are convinced that we continue to see the the rapid road to Geulah with all these things that are happening in this generation. So those of us who do believe that the state of Israel's Reshit Michat Gulatenu, it is difficult to uh, avoid uh, the comment or to deny the comment that a day like today certainly has its place in that entire process. There you go. Um Mama, Riff, Mama Riva says, amazing day today. Appreciating it to share with you with you and your network. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we, and we're glad we have all the people out there who are sharing this experience with us. This is a very important experience. And again, with all the, um, with all the um, caution that we are speaking about, nonetheless, we are not going to let this opportunity to celebrate go by. Uh, it's Wednesday at JM in the AM. Don't forget, we'll be uh, live lunching with Avrami after Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Uh, live lunch with Avrami at 11 o'clock and 1 p.m. We'll break into our network and continue to broadcast live from our New York City studio. Miriam L. Wallach and I will be on uh, as the speech is being presented, and then Mayor Weingarten will, of course, uh, give his commentary. Uh, Mayor, as you heard, is uh, reserving his comments for now, understandably. Uh, there's a lot of caution out there, uh, a lot of people who uh, want to make sure that we celebrate at the, uh, the right amount and we're cautious the right amount. Um, which I totally get, and we'll hear his comments about all that later on today here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, earlier this morning, I mentioned that today's uh, broadcast is dedicated to five students from TABC. If you missed why, you can hear it in the archive. Uh, but uh, to Ezra uh, Kopstick and uh, Yaakov Sachs and Kobe Mandel and Azriel Kirschenbaum, all of Bergenfield, and Elon Goldstein of Teaneck, remember this broadcast is dedicated to you, the uh, Mincha Heroes, the TABC Five, as I as I call them, and um, with special a special salute to our friends at Sammy's uh, on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. Yasini Azov and his staff. Uh, we are very indebted to the TABC Five, and I hope Rabbi Yablok uh, recognizes them and their uh, outstanding chesed at some point today at TABC. We had the chance of speaking to uh, TABC President Mark Zamek earlier about what happened yesterday in Teaneck, New Jersey. And he, I know, was getting a tremendous amount of nachas from the entire episode. All right. We should do a little bit of our community calendar, shouldn't we? First of all, big congratulations to the Yeshiva University Maccabees. Talk about pre-Hanukkah miracles. No, this wasn't a miracle. They're, they're a good team, and uh, they are playing under difficult circumstances with all the injuries, but they did great last night. An amazing second half by Simcha Halpert, 30 points in the second half yesterday as um, Yeshiva University beat St. Joseph's of Long Island. They're now 4-4, four and four, 
Congratulations to Coach Elliott Steinmetz and the entire team. They have a game. They have an away game tomorrow night. Their next home game is Saturday night. Join us Saturday night up at the Yeshiva University campus for the next home game of the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees. They are doing amazing. And it's so much fun being there. That I could tell you. Uh, the Center for Anxiety presents mental health. What are you eating and what's eating you? Clinical psychologist Dr. Laura Vrani on the challenges of holiday stress and healthy eating. Tonight, 7 p.m., 222 Route 59 in Suffern, New York. Centerforanxiety.org. Centerforanxiety.org. Call them for uh, information. Uh, Live Nation presents Ashley Blaker. Ashley Blaker, direct from London in a show called Strictly Unorthodox, as seen in the UK, Israel, and South Africa. Ashley Blaker, who we are told is a very, very funny man, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. at the Gramercy Theater on East 23rd Street in New York City. Go to ashleyblaker.com, ashleyblaker.com for more information. What else do we have here? The Talmud Torah of Flatbush has their lecture series this coming Saturday night. Rabbi Tzvi Ram of the Bialystoker Synagogue speaks this coming Saturday night. He is the administrator of the Manhattan based in dealing with Gairus, dealing with conversion all the time. He's also an instructor in Talmud at the IBC school at Yeshiva University. Uh, Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush this Saturday night with Rabbi Tzvi Ram beginning at uh, 8 p.m. 1305 Coney Island Avenue between Avenues I and J in Brooklyn, 718-377-2528, 718-377-2528. Reminder that the uh, FIDF New Jersey dinner is Sunday. FIDF New Jersey dinner is Sunday. FIDF.org slash NJGala. FIDF.org slash NJGala for this coming Sunday night. Hanukkah begins Tuesday night. Oh, it's getting exciting. It's getting exciting out there during this time of miracles. Hanukkah begins Tuesday night. We cannot wait. Cannot wait for the great holiday of Hanukkah. More coming up on a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM and the AM as we continue to salute Jerusalem this morning. Yes, we are saluting Jerusalem, and for good reason, because of this uh, announcement that is coming from the President of the United States later today. You are listening to JM in the AM. Jerusalem, I 
this thing called time. I fell twice, but I'll rise once more. Made a stone, I don't cry no more. Etched your name upon my spine way before this thing called time. I fell twice, but I'll rise once more. Made a stone, I don't cry no more. And I've waited all this time. See you in this land of mine. And I've waited through the ugliness and grind. See you in this land of Jam in the AM Wednesday. Jerusalem Stone uh, eighth day. Well, I we did reach we did reach the Israeli official who um, we wanted to put on the air this morning. We just reached them and they told us they are not allowed to say a word publicly about Jerusalem until after President Trump's announcement. How do you like that? So uh, everyone, I guess, is following the lead of the prime minister, saying very little. I think there was a quote from the prime minister during our 7 a.m. newscast in Hebrew. Uh, and he may even have tweeted something about the day. But uh, generally, the way you'd expect the prime minister to react, generally he has been relatively quiet about this, uh, with, like I say, a w- rare exception. Uh, anyway, 1 o'clock, the announcement. I-, I know there's some who are saying it's 12. Whenever it happens, and once it becomes clear, when it's going to happen, we'll be on here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, Mayor Weingarten will join us with his comments, of course, afterwards. Uh, we consider this a day of celebration. With all the caution and everything, we are, we are nonetheless, we don't, we don't want the, the celebratory atmosphere of this day to go by unnoticed. As President Trump uh, gets ready to declare the uh, city of... Um, City of Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the state of Israel. Um, Mayor Weingarten is back with us live via telephone. Couldn't get enough of my celebratory uh, tone, so he uh, <laughs> he's he's back for more. All right, so the the Israeli official who uh, we were seeking um, to make a statement this morning in advance of President Trump's announcement, we we did reach them, and they said to us they are not allowed to say a word about Jerusalem until after President Trump speaks. Right, nobody, nobody, they've all been instructed. And by the way, the Prime Minister made a statement earlier and alluded to it, but uh, didn't say anything outright, because you don't want to take away the thunder of the statement of the President. Right. So, um... So, yeah, so that's the story. That's the update on that. There was another thing. I went, oh, we're getting some very interesting comments on the app, by the way. I don't know if you've been listening to the show or not. We've been, on and off. Yeah, we're getting some very interesting comments on the app yeah. uh, regarding the announcement. Um, you know, I saw some of them. With, yeah. with some, some enthusiasm and some caution, everything that we, you know, right. that we agree is part of this entire day. Absolutely. Uh, there's one person actually declaring that the Gaula is here. There's another person, you know, commenting that, um, that. I think maybe he's talking about the, the 
the specific neighborhood in Jerusalem. Maybe. Right. Then there's people who are claiming, well, I'm being serious about this. There are people who are claiming. No, I know, but I'm, I'm trying but, not to be serious. Right. Then there are people who are claiming that it's not a religious day at all, and I explained why I believe that there is a right. tone of, of religious uh, um, atmosphere you know, on a day okay. like today. I just explained that, which I know you agree with. Yes, and somewhat, 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 somewhat yeah, to, to an extent, to an extent, right. within That's reason, right. and um, uh, and I, you know, it's obvious from the reaction that we are getting that you know people understand the the mixed the mixed feelings of the day. I just don't want this day to go by without the the half of the day that's celebratory to go by unnoticed. That's all. I don't want it to, you know. No, and I think when we hear what what uh, everything is going to be. Whatever will be said when we hear it, right. I think we'll we'll be able to to decide uh, to what what percentage is is uh, celebratory and what percent, percentage might be worrying. I don't know. I'm exactly. not sure. Exactly. And by the way, Mayor, just remind me, uh, remind us with uh, uh, remind our audience with me here uh, how we know that this is a great development for Israel. The New York Times is going crazy. Okay. Yes, I forgot for a minute because I don't usually think about the New York Times, but you're right. And the New York, so there's a commentator out there who, who always says the New York Times, a former newspaper. <laughs> and if the New York Times is freaking out, then you know it's good for Israel. Yeah, simple as that. I'm with you. All right, Mayor. Uh, we keep hearing. We just heard again now, 12 noon. ABC News is reporting 1 p.m. Whenever it happens. We'll have it for everybody here at the Nahum Single Network, and we're anxious to hear your commentary afterwards. Simple okay, I, I will be at the ready. Don't go too far. Okay, don't go right too near far. the secured line. D- don't go too far away, please. Stay, I will not. Stay within distance of the red and white striped NSN hotline that sits okay. on your desk. When it rings, we need you to pick it up and give us your commentary. Okay, you got it. The hotline is ready. Please, I'm, I'm asking you. Please. And no again, matter where I am, almost. It's, it's, you, you, you actually schlep it with you on occasion? Is that the case? The hotline, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even know it had a mobile version. Interesting. Wow. Well, you know, today, the technology is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Mayor. <laughs> there he is. Mayor Weingarten. We're anxious to hear his commentary coming up after the announcement by President Trump. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, one note on the TABC story, listener Alyssa, she basically sums it up in seven words. She says, and the Siegel, oh, it's six words, and the Siegel-Mandel connection continues. And I want to tell you something, Alyssa, um, <laughs> because those of you who heard the story with TABC, there's a Mandel uh, family member on the list of students who are you know, part of the TABC 5, Mincha heroes from yesterday. And I want to tell you something, Alyssa. When I when I met him yesterday and I saw him yesterday, it was the first thing I thought of about the Siegel Mandel connection. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. I thank you all for tuning in. A lot of comments on the app today, and I thank you for that. Good day today. Let us hope it continues this way, that it's a real day of celebration. Let us hope it continues. Let's hope that this is the historic day that we are anticipating it being. Plenty more coming up. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next. Avrami's live lunch starts at 11 at some point, likely around 1, but at some point we'll break in with live programming regarding the announcement, plus Mayor Weingarten's comments, of course. All happening today on the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till later, and of course, till tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. It's Nahum Siegel reminding you 
Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.